Happy New Year's and welcome to Tap the Craft, an informational podcast about craft beer targeting the everyday beer drinker. My name is Denny Luce and joining me tonight is my co-host and drinking buddy, John Ream. How are you doing tonight, John? I am exhausted from long nights with a teething uh, 19-month-old. Oh. I'm rallying for the sake of beer and the oh. listeners, so let's do this. All right, <laughs> let's do this. And you just need to learn to uh, pop a nipple on that beer bottle and let him chug away. He'll be sleeping through the night. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, uh, Tap the Craft, hey, this podcast is a podcast that is going to teach you about the craft beer hobby, and it's being taught to you by craft beer enthusiasts. Me and John are craft beer enthusiasts, meaning that we are not experts, but we do enjoy, actually we love the craft beer hobby, we love talking about craft beer, we love learning about craft beer, and we want to help you also enjoy the craft beer hobby and we're going to do this in simple easy speak you know we're not going to talk in high speak college speak uh you know all those brewer speaks that you know that everyone thinks you got to be some kind of a of a beer snob to be able to to you know talk craft beer no we're going to talk to you in layman terms everyday beer speak so that you can really understand this hobby in the easiest terms possible but we're not going to dumb it down too much because, you know, we are beer geeks. We encourage our listeners to write into the show and provide your experiences and your knowledge and to ask questions that you want answered. So feel free to, to write in uh, using either Twitter, and you can find us at uh, Tap the Craft on Twitter. Also, you can write in to our email address, which is tapthecraft at gmail.com. And send your questions, send your comments, send your experiences, and we will make sure we get them on the show for all of our listeners to enjoy. Also, we encourage our listeners to go ahead and take a couple minutes and write an iTunes review if you enjoy what you hear. And, you know, that just helps us promote the show and get it out to more listeners. So if you could do that, that'd be great. And this is episode 12, and we're recording on Monday, December 29th, 2014. And in this episode, we're going to discuss all of our craft beer-related Christmas gifts that we received last week. And we're also going to highlight some of the, the nice craft beer things that went on this year that, that we really enjoyed. So that's what uh, is in store for you in this episode. Well... It looks like it's happy hour, and a craft beer show wouldn't be much of a show if we didn't drink some beer. So, John, what are you drinking tonight? So, I've got a couple things in front of me right now. Uh, First is some of my homebrewed Russian Imperial Stout, uh, which I'm enjoying very much. But the other thing that I'm currently focusing on is... uh, the Creasel Winter Ale from uh, Bushnell Craft Brewing up in Redmond here. Mm-hmm. Uh, buddy of mine, Jamie, brews up there and was kind enough to come drop some off uh, right as we were starting the show here. So um, perfect timing to hook me up with some uh, some good beer. Nice. I'm Too bad you didn't want to join in with us and talk craft beer. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he'll give us a listen and he will might... Uh, you know, jump in on that offer in, in future episodes. That'd be nice. Yeah, he's he's a a very smart one in the, in this realm. So he'd be a good guy to to bring on. 
All right. Well, I don't want him to, to you know, he's not smarter than you, is he, John? Uh, no comment. Okay. Okay, good. All right. Well, hey, I'm drinking too. I've been drinking uh, a few things tonight, but right now I've been sucking down some Full Sail Brewing Session Export Lager. It's a golden lager just released by Full Sail. And even though it carries the Session name, brand, um, it really is not a sessionable lager. I mean, it's sessionable. I can drink a lot of them. It's just that I'm not going to be able to function very well after I drink, you know, six or seven of these things. It's about 5.8% alcohol, but oh my gosh, you know, untapped, they're listing this thing as a Euro lager. And John, have you, what the hell is a Euro lager? Is that, is that a real type of uh, style? Uh, well, there are a lot of European styles of lager, so it could just be kind of a catch-all for maybe something that doesn't fall quite into one of the other categories. Okay, okay. well, I, I mean... I don't know if it's official, though. Yeah, I, I've never even heard of a Euro lager. I mean, it, it sounds kind of cool, but according to the label, it's a golden lager, and I'll tell you what, uh, I have not... I'm not disappointed in any of these session lagers. They are very good... Lagers, very drinkable, very tasty, and this is no exception. Uh, it it does have a a very golden, uh, you know, golden honey. You know what? It's it's kind of uh, you know, I don't know. It's a little bit lighter than what we and then that uh, that fat tire we had last episode, but it's still a nice golden color and very pretty beer. So I'm enjoying it, and uh, I. I hopefully will not be slurring any words on this episode. So. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it professional. I, uh, I, I, I listened to a little bit of the show that we just released, and I realized that, man, I, I can't drink that much before I record because I sound like I'm asleep at the beginning of the show, and I start to pick up towards the end. But uh, this episode, I'm going to try not to lose that excitement level, keep it, keep it up uh, at, at level 10 the whole way. All right. Well, yeah, I've been looking for this beer ever since you first uh, logged in on Untapped a few days ago. So, uh, yeah, I haven't, haven't found it yet, but hopefully, it's going to come to our area soon. Well, we went to uh, do our grocery shopping trip on Saturday, and I always go down the beer aisle, just a cursory look, just to see what news pops out. And sure enough, this blue box jumped out at me with the session low uh, label on there i'm like whoa what's this and i saw that it was this one i never tried and there's only two boxes of this of these 12 packs and i told sarah i said you know i have a ton of beer already stocked up in my garage and in my beer fridge i don't need to get 12 more bottles of beer but you know what i'm gonna get it anyway because this won't be here (laughs) next week or two weeks from now so i better get it now or I'll never see it again, and that's why I jumped on it. So if you do see it, you, you better jump on it quick, John. Will do. All right. Well, I'm very disappointed that we do not have any listener questions this week. But you know what? I'm not that disappointed because those you guys went over above and beyond in the previous like eight episodes. So I'll let you guys slide this one, and, and we won't worry about any listener-provided questions. But hey, for next episode... You know, give us your questions because uh, we love all your listener questions. And also, don't don't hesitate to give us your experiences too. Um, we we want your experiences, we want your knowledge. So don't just have to feel like you have to ask us how to you know answer something. Go ahead and give us some of your knowledge. We're 
we're up for things, experiences that we've we haven't experienced yet. So. Yeah, we're we're pigeonholed up here in the northwest, so you know there's a lot of stuff out there that we don't we don't see on a daily basis. So True. please let us let us know what you're seeing, and uh, yeah, don't. I don't mind the uh, the breaking questions. Enjoy your holidays. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I have to. I, I mean, we are recording kind of quick after the last episode because uh, I will be traveling. I won't be in this in this country for two weeks. So I wanted to make sure we we try to keep our every two week rotation. So we're recording a week earlier than normal just so that we can get a show out for you on a normal rotation. So that's that's kind of my fault too. So I'll take the hit on that one. Yeah, geez, Danny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm asking too much. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? It's time for the Brew Buzz segment. And uh, the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer related topics. And this week, like I already mentioned, we're going to discuss our craft beer related Christmas gifts. And we're also going to highlight our craft beer experiences that really kind of stood out in 2014. And, John. You know, let's just get started with you. What what did you get for Christmas, craft beer related? So, uh, usually my beer related Christmas is enormous because homebrewing, you know, kind of consumes a lot of my free time. Oh, yeah. uh, this year, though, you know, we've got young kid, another on the way. We both independently decided this was going to be a coffee Christmas. So we <laughs> each other a bunch of coffee things because we need caffeine like nobody's business. Um, but I still did get uh, a couple um, beer-related items. So for starters, I got a couple beers from uh, my friends Pete and Amanda. Oh. Um, they uh, gave me a uh, an IPA, Wanderlust IPA from Breakside Brewing. Um, which is a brewery I've heard a lot of good things about, but I had never had anything from them before. And wow. I really enjoyed this IPA. Um, it had a really nice firm bitterness and you know just great hops mm-hmm. um, coming out of the glass. Uh, so that was a great one. I'm looking forward to snagging some more of their beers. Um, I think they're out of Oregon. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're out there, of so. uh, Portland area, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so then the other beer they they gave me was uh, a sour apple saison from mm-hmm. Epic Brewing. Uh, I think it's, it's part of their like experimental series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it had a really nice tartness to it, uh, which I guess you would, you would associate with a sour apple, but there wasn't very much actual apple character, which may be a good thing. I don't know without having the apple there. I don't really know if it was good or bad, but um, it, there was a little faint, apple kind of in the finish uh but the tartness was very kind of refreshing so mm-hmm. i, I kind of wish i'd had this beer uh that they had released this beer more towards the warmer months because i think it would have been really pleasant um but still i re- i enjoyed it yeah but, um, I, you, you know that i love epic brewing beers and especially their exponential series are my favorites and uh the apple the sour apple again each batch is is a little can be a little bit different so you may experience things differently from the batch you got to a batch you might try next year um because again the saisons the the you know they can they can have different characters on uh, you know different whatever the yeast decides to do at that you know that time i guess but uh, i actually really enjoy the apple the they have a cherry saison that's um also good but it's a little bit more tart um you know kind of it's a little bit 
over the top on the on the tartness, I think. But again, that can change with with the different batches. But have you had very many um, epic offerings? Uh, yeah, they actually did a tasting at um, one of the bottle shops near me, and I went and uh, had like ten different beers from them, and they had a rep there from the brewery. Yeah, so it was really really cool tasting. So, um, but I, I've had a few others uh, from them since then. So okay, yeah, they they're um, they have the Elder Brett, which is really good, um, and they have another one. It's a Sage. It's it's actually it's got sage in it. It's a sage saison, I think. Um, it's incredible. I mean, I just love that beer. Um, so there's some you know interesting flavors, but I mean, really impressive beer. So, all right. Yeah. So uh, another thing I I uh, was given uh, from my my parents, they gave me uh, the American Craft Beer Cookbook. Uh, so for uh, the amount of food questions and things that we've been fielding uh, recently, it's going to come in handy, I think, in the future here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's full of recipes from uh, brew pubs all across the country. So it's stuff that's being served, you know, alongside some, you know, the beer that we all enjoy mm. uh, all over the country. And uh, not all the recipes have beer in them. Uh, some of them do, uh, but most of them uh, tell you, like, a good beer or beers to pair uh, with it. Um, so I think that'll, that'll be really helpful moving forward because I think we're both admittedly uh, pretty novice in that area. So yeah. just kind of figuring it out. So uh, wow, that'll be really nice. Yeah. So your parents are listening to the show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, were there like parental spidey sense just knew that yeah. I did this book? Yeah, they they knew we were suffering in the in in this type of uh, content, so they wanted to provide you with a resource to help our listeners. That was that was nice of them. Yeah, my parents believe that we need to give the best. So, so the last thing that I that I received uh, beer related um, was from my in laws, uh, and it's a a bottle koozie. That has a bottle opener like built, like stitched into the cloth um, mm. of the koozie. Uh, which at first I was like, I'm not sure how I'd use this, but I guess once I empty one, I could use it to like, <laughs> open the next one. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we we always talk about you know using a glass, and that's like the best way to experience your beer. But uh, realistically, that's not always an option. Um, you know, you can be at a cookout or something. Yeah. And, you know, there's just not good glassware or proper glassware available. And um, so this probably won't get, you know, the most use from me. But uh, probably come summer, I'll be breaking it out and uh, a couple times at least uh, when we're hanging with friends and knocking back some beer. So Yeah, yeah. You can always use it to uh, – it, will it fit a 22-ounce bottle or just 12-ounce bottles? No, just 12s. Okay. So. Yeah, you – Twelve ounce bottles, you usually just pour all in one. But I was thinking, maybe if it could, it could stretch over a twenty-two ounce bottle. You can use it to keep that. The, the well, although you you tend to pour all your twenty-two ounce bottles into a a Viking glass, so <laughs> they can hold a full twenty-two ounces. But 
But, yeah, uh, depending on... I, if I had a 12 of, like, an Imperial Stout, I probably wouldn't put all 12 of that into my <laughs> snifter glass. So I could use it for that. Yeah, you know? yeah, you can kind of keep not it... Not warm completely. Yeah, so. yeah, so you get some use out of it. But, but yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right, John. There are times when it's just not feasible to to have a glass... You know, it, it's just easier to go ahead and just drink out of that bottle, you know, and, and I've done it. I, I just did it at a at a wedding uh, earlier this uh, this uh, in, in the summertime. They, they didn't have any glasses. They just had bottles and cans of beer. And you know what? I, I'm not going to, you know, if I have a good craft beer, and I had a good craft beer too, I'm not going to, you know, not drink it because I don't have a glass. I'm going to drink it. It will be as good. Um, no, I may enjoy it more in a glass, but hey, it's still going to go down just as well uh, without the yeah, glass. Yeah, still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I just pictured myself pulling this thing out at a wedding, though, because it's uh, completely <laughs> tie-dyed. So it would stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, that is awesome. Kind of like that. But, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely get some use out of it uh, going forward here. So uh, how did Christmas treat you, Danny? You know what? I, I had uh, – I really – I got – something from both my kids which really makes me happy because uh, my son and daughter-in-law you know they're both over 21 so they can actually buy me beer and that's what the the first gifts they they bought me four beers uh and four beers that i hadn't i, I mean four beers that i haven't logged on untapped doesn't mean i haven't had a, you know these before but since i've been using untapped i haven't logged them so they're all like unique beers to me in my application so the the first two though i had never had these are new beers for me and they're called they're from double mountain brewing uh an oregon brewery that is really good i i really enjoy their beer and they're two fresh hop ipas one's called the green killer and the other one is called the red killer and they're again both are fresh hop but they each have a little bit of a different flavor to them. And the green hop was my favorite. And I actually gave that, I, I don't know if I gave it a five cap rating or not, but man, the, the hop, the fresh hop profile characteristics in that was just incredible. Um, I really, really enjoyed that one a lot. And the, the red killer, still good, but I think that um, the the hop character in that one, the wet hop character, was a little bit different. It didn't grab me as much, and although I still enjoyed, it, I think I gave it probably a force cap rating, which is still good. Um, the green killer was was my favorite of those two, and those are, you know, they don't they don't skimp when you buy a bottle of their beer. They they give you a sixteen point nine ounce bottle, uh, which is nice. It's a, you know it's a nice full sixteen ounce beer. Uh, so I appreciate that. Yeah, they stand out on the shelf. Is that there's not many uh, beers you'll see in that size of bottle. Yeah, um, I've had the, I've had the Red Killer. I did enjoy it, um, uh, but I had some of the same uh, notes that you did with the the fresh hop stuff. But I haven't had the green, so I will have to look out for that uh, probably next year. Um, yeah, I missed my window. Yeah, so. it's, it may be gone now, but yeah, the green is incredible. It's got these hints of mint, like a I mean. I don't know how – I didn't realize that – I mean, we all know that hops have various flavors or whatever. And I don't – I didn't study to find out exactly what hops they put in these, and I should. But the the green one had these little – the hint of mint at the at, in the finish that just, like, put it over the top for me. I just, I just loved it. It just was a very 
flavorful and enjoyable IPA. And that's what I'm looking for because so many IPAs are out now that are just, yeah, it's an IPA. Okay, yeah, nothing new. And this is something that was really, you know, it stood out above, you know, heads above the other IPAs out there. So so I felt pretty lucky to get that one. I also got a, a double or a, a Firestone Walker, Wookie Jack Rye Black IPA. Great beer. Um, oh, my gosh. It is a great beer. Um, that is definitely... You know, John knows that, uh, you know, I tend to like black IPAs or Cascadian dark ales that are more like American stouts with the hoppy finish. I mean, that's what, and, and yeah, I'm, it's my, it's my fault. I don't, I, you know, I should enjoy a black IPA for what it is and not try to make it something it's not. Um, but you know what? This one had the perfect balance of the roasted malt with the, the bitter hoppy finish and the, the rye, I, if you guys haven't found out by listening to this episode, 12 episodes, that so you know that I have a, a, a soft spot for rye in my beer. I just love rye beers. And, man, I thoroughly enjoyed this beer. I, I think I also gave it a, uh, you know, a four and a half or a, or a five cap rating because um, it's just it's really a good black IPA. And it's, it's John approved, too, so... Yeah, I have a bottle of that waiting for me in the fridge as well. So. <laughs> All right, well, well, cheers, brother. Enjoy that. And the last beer that I got from them is another 22 Double Deuce bottle. It's from Worthy Brewing out of Bend, Oregon. It's an, their Imperial IPA. Um, I think I have had this beer before, um, but I, I may have not have logged it on Untapped. But uh, Worthy Brewing is another fantastic bend brewery that just makes great beer. I I mean, I don't know of a, of a single beer that I've had from them that hasn't been really you know, enjoyable. Um, I haven't drank this bottle yet. I drank the other three on Christmas Day. <laughs> I didn't even let them. I didn't even let them age at all. <laughs> yeah, I just said, you know what? It's Christmas, and uh, I'm drinking. I was going to try to drink all four uh, that day, but I ended up just drinking the three. Uh, because you know those are all pretty decently uh, alcoholed uh, brews. I didn't want to over overdo it. So I also, for my son and daughter-in-law, I also re- uh, re- uh, got this nifty wall mount bottle cap remover plaque. You know, it's one of those wall, you know, bottle cap things on a plaque, and it says, uh, <laughs> "Good people drink good beer." That- bottle cap rem- remover plaque. Why don't you say? Bottle opener, plaque. <laughs> I I don't know because I was having trouble de- describing it, but yeah, it's a bottle cap opener <laughs> plaque with the saying uh, "Good people drink good beer," which is hey, that's a nice saying, and it has yeah. a little metal uh, container on the end to cap capture the caps as they fall. Uh, again, they're thinking about my craft beer hobby, and I I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think that's you know that phrase is something we've talked about that kind of both uh, that kind of brought both of us more in the scene of you know just the people and the social aspect of you know, craft brewing and everybody that's involved in it just very positive overall. So oh yeah, yeah. I think it's it's very fitting. So. Yeah, it's a good saying. It's a good saying, and I and you know Sarah's has uh, she's created a little section of wall for me. I'm refinishing an old antique 
um, like a, a glass doored bookshelf type thing. It's a really nice antique piece that I'm refinishing. And she said that you know it was her. It was her. I think her grandfather, her great grandfather, made it from hand. You know, it's handcrafted. And she said that she, you know she was going to give that to let me put all my beer glasses, glassware, and stuff in it. So I'm refinishing it, trying to get it all fixed up uh, so that I can put it along this wall that she gave me to you know to try to house all my my craft beer goodness. And uh, this is gonna this little bottle opener plaque. Is going to go right above that, along with my plaque that says, um, "In dog, in dog beers, I've only had two. You know, she has this big <laughs> wall sign that says that. So I'm going to have this one little section that's going to be all craft beer. So I can't wait to get that all set up. Awesome. Well, yeah, you'll have to get that up and before I come out again. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then we can, then you can sh- showcase all my my glassware and all my goodies. It'd be great. Absolutely. And then the last thing I got craft beer wise um, for my daughter, who's not yet 21, but who does enjoy craft beer, and as a, as her father, I can condone it because I give it to her, which I think that's legal, right? If it's your parents, it's okay. <laughs> I, I think it's state to state, but most people aren't gonna. Yeah, battle yeah, that, so. yeah. So uh, I'm raising her right, but she actually got me a beer sampling kit which is from final touch is the manufacturer and this kit is pretty special it's got four glasses they're each glass is 8.5 ounces except the the weizen glass is i think it's 11 and a half ounces it's a little bit bigger because again as john mentioned you pour those wheat beers into the wheat glass and it's going to foam up so you need that extra space to capture all that extra you know head and foam but it's got a pilsner a weizen a tulip and a porter stout glass. Now again, this porter stout glass is like a snifter glass, except it's like I'm going to call it like a narrow snifter glass. It's it's snifter like, and um, it's uh, it's a it's a great little kit to you know to taste beer. It it also has this awesome wood paddle server that has um, you know circles cut out of it to hold each of the glasses, so you can pour your beers and carry it to the table like a professional brewery would and uh, I'm excited to to use it to sample you know have some friends over and pour a few different beers and and sample away with the different styles uh, and if that's not all though it also because it's a beer tasting kit it has this uh, this really nice um, what is it it's like a, a uh, beer tasting guide wheel. It's it's got uh, steps to tasting. It goes ahead and, and covers everything John and I mentioned on the sh- previous show about how to how to properly taste your beer. It gives you instructions on how to do it. It also has the different glass types and what beers go in that type of glass, so you can pour the beer in the in the proper glass. And then there's this wheel that you spin, and it allow it, it gives you the uh, the beer serving temperature and the food pairing guide for the beers that, that you're tasting. So, for example, let's say I choose, I, I spin the wheel and I choose porter. It says, uh, if you were to choose a main course for the porter, it says roasted or smoked food, barbecue, sausages, roasted meat, blackened fish. Those are great for porters. It says for cheese, if you want to eat cheese with your beer. Now, I don't know about cheese. Cheese is more for wine. 
But they no, say, no, no, you're wrong there. Really? Cheese does really well with beer too. Yeah. I've never eaten cheese and beer, but but hey, if I'm gonna drink a porter, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and uh, and, and eat some cow milk cheese such as Tilsit or Gru. I don't even can't even pronounce these Gruer Gruer. Wow, forget Greyer. that Greyer? Yeah. yeah. Your experience with Greyer? You have you've tasted that before? Yeah, I've had that before. It goes good with porters. I may, I may be butchering the pronunciation a little bit, but I think you're right. I think Greyer. Somebody's probably. yelling at their yeah <laughs> their iPod right now. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's really cool. I you know when you said it had the the, the beer tasting like guide wheel, I had thought something completely different because um, the the wheels I'm familiar with are like flavor and aroma wheels where oh. You say it's like oh it's you know uh, hoppy and then it breaks that down into all different kinds of like flavors from hops and then it will break that down even further to another level to kind of help you uh, more accurately characterize what you're experiencing. Um, but that's a little at a I guess a a higher level. Not not everybody wants to go that that in depth with it yeah um, but this is a really cool um companion to like tasting these beers I, I i'm really intrigued by this so i'm very cool that that's out there yeah yeah it's i was i mean i was impressed that my daughter found it and thought of me and and actually bought it and gave it to me as a gift um it made me feel really good because even though that John and I, we talk, you know, we get on here every couple of weeks and we talk about beer and we seem like we know everything. Hey, you know what? I've always say in the beginning of every show, we don't know everything. And it's kind of nice to have these little guide wheels that when I'm in a mood to eat something along with a beer, that I know exactly what goes well with it. The right cheese or, you know, the right dessert. You know, they have desserts on here. And we talked about dessert beers last episode. Um so yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool, and I think any any person new to craft beer, man, this would be a fantastic gift. So if you are are new to craft beer, or you're looking to find a just the right gift to give to someone who is trying to get into craft beer, check out this Final Touch beer tasting kit. Um, I, I don't. I think my daughter probably got it at Bed Bath and Beyond because she works there. Um, but you know what? You may be able to find it on, on Amazon. Uh, and, um, yeah, so give it a shot. So that, so those are the beer, the craft beer-related gifts that I received. And I, I felt pretty lucky. I enjoyed um, all of them. So, John, um, you know what? 2014 is coming to an end in just a couple days. And by the time our listeners listen to this, it'll be over. But... What kind of beer, craft beer highlights do you have of 2014? Yeah, so at first, uh, when we kind of discussed what we're going to do for this, I was drawing complete blanks. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about for highlights. Like, what? I, I don't, you know, do anything that that that's does that memorable. And uh, then I kind of just started spitballing with my wife and. Suddenly, I had this huge list. I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> like, I, I do a lot more beer stuff than I realize." Oh <laughs> so yeah, I, I had trimmed it down a bit. So I'm gonna talk about a, a couple of trips and festivals I went to, and then some of the uh, the beers that I 
Um, actually, all the beers that I gave five stars to uh, this year and untapped. Um, so I'll start with the the trips. Um, so for starters, uh, heading out to Boise <laughs> to, with this grand plan uh, <laughs> of doing all these breweries and uh, and things, and which had a great first day. You know, uh, hitting Ten Barrel and a couple other smaller places that had kind of just popped up in in Boise, and um, and then I got a stomach bug. I think we've we've mentioned that I came out and that it didn't go to plan, but yeah, <laughs> I got a stomach bug that took me completely out of operation, um, and thankfully I was able to recover to fly back home. But uh, that that first day was still really great. Uh, um, you know, heading to Ten Barrel, the folks there were awesome. The beer was great, um, and uh, it was a really great start. And I, I'm looking forward to getting back uh, sometime. Yeah, when I'm healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the next one would would be um, headed down to Portland um, for my birthday with uh, my friends Pete and Amanda that I mentioned earlier. And uh, my wife, went, we all went down and did a brew call of, uh, I think we ended up hitting four or five breweries in one night, mm. um, which the highlight for me was going to the Cascade Barrel House. Uh, I love that place. I, I go there every time I go to Portland. Um, if you have any interest in sour beers, that's a place to go if you're in Portland. Um, they have just a huge barrel program and a ton of different sours um but the which is usually the highlight for me going there um but it was a non-sour that that really took the cake for me that i'll talk about in a little bit um but that was just a great trip um and if if anybody has the opportunity to go to portland and you can carve out some time for beer absolutely take it because there is so many there are so many breweries so much good beer there um that uh it, it would be a, a crime to, to pass that up um I, I really don't take advantage of it enough only being three hours away so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um but uh the last trip uh was actually for uh national homebrewers conference uh this past year and it was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which at first blush, you know, people hear that like, oh, what was there to do there? Uh, there are amazing breweries uh, in Grand Rapids. Mm. Uh, Founders is there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of other places that have popped up, a bunch of smaller places that are popping up. Um, and it is just a great beer town. Uh, so if you're in the Midwest and within striking distance, I really recommend heading to Grand Rapids. Um almost anywhere you stop, you'll find something you enjoy. I, I don't think we stopped anywhere that when we came out, we're like, never again, we would never come back. <laughs> you know? uh, so definitely recommend uh, heading to Grand Rapids if you can. Um, so hopefully that'll give a, a little uh, non-Northwest flavor <laughs> yeah. for, for folks. Um, Cause I know we've got some folks listening from, you know, out East. So, uh, so some festivals uh, out here in Seattle, we have a very active, you know, brewery, brewery community, uh, tons of breweries, and 
it's like every month there's a major festival uh, going on. Uh, I want to highlight just like three that I did this year. Uh, first was a Washington Cask Beer Festival. Uh, if you have never had cask beer, uh, seek it out. Uh, there are a lot of breweries across the country right now that will do a cask night. Maybe one of their regulars they'll put on cask that night. And cask is uh, a different method of kind of serving the beer. Um, it's got a lower carbonation level. Um, it's huge in uh, England, uh, and it's you know considered the traditional way to serve a pint um, over there. And uh, it's kind of having a renaissance here in the states uh, currently. Um, but uh, it just it's it gives the beer a whole different feel, uh, a lot creamier. It's uh, and it, a lot of times it'll take on uh, some of the local characteristics, or they'll do something special uh, with that beer. So um, that that was just really cool. Every beer there was was served on cask. There was a lot of uh, our traditional favorites that were uh, you know maybe spiked with some new hops or you know, fruit or chocolate or coffee or something, you know, that, that kind of took it in a different direction. Um, but, uh, so I definitely recommend checking out any, any cask beer you can, um, cause it's, it's a whole different experience from what we normally get, um, just at a, out at a bar or a brewery. Uh, so the, the next one is, uh, the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival mm -hmm. that's put on by Elysian every year. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you are a huge pumpkin beer fan, I would say it's worth the pilgrimage to Seattle <laughs> in October to hit this festival. Um, every beer there is a pumpkin beer, and they have, uh, they had, let's see, probably 25 stations. Each station had four beers. And on top of that, they had, uh, you know, special beers that would be just randomly put on. So you had to be, like, paying attention. They'd just put up a sign saying suddenly this beer was available or an announcement would just quickly go out over the, uh, the PA that normally playing music. And you've got to jump in in line quickly to, to try to get it. Uh, but I was blown away. Um by some of the things these brewers were doing uh, with pumpkin, it's uh, you know we we talked about pumpkin beer and you know it's something that can be really really good or just almost undrinkable if it's if it's done wrong. And this this festival had so many great beers. Um, I, I'm not sure I rated anything lower than three and a half the mm. whole time I was there on Untap, but. Uh, uh, I even had some great pumpkin sour beers, which I didn't even know was a thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, that was really cool. Um, so definitely recommend. I, I honestly, I would say if you are a huge pumpkin beer person, you should make the trip just for this event. Um, and that, I, I, I'm usually a little conservative with giving recommendations, but that one, I I, I can't recommend it enough. Um, so uh, the last festival I'll talk about is uh, a winter beer fest that I went to, which uh, probably had my 
beer of the year. It's a toss up. Uh, but uh, this festival uh, was just a few weeks ago here uh, in Seattle. And it, it was all the winter offerings or special winter one-offs that uh, local breweries were doing. Um, and I tell you what, that was a, uh, a hard festival to uh, stay coherent at because <laughs> uh, winter beers tend to be really big. And when you were just hopping from station to station, getting your pours, even though it's only, you know, four or five ounces yeah. at a time. Oh, yeah. Boy, that catches up with you quick. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. We had uh, some great friends there. Um, and that's uh, a huge part of all this. You know, we talk about the community and, you know, anytime you can get together with some great friends and enjoy some beer, uh, it doesn't really matter where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just awesome. I just happen to have this sweet beer festival as the backdrop for that. So nice. Um, that was really good. So, um, so now I'm gonna mention five beers, uh, which at least three of them probably aren't gonna be too widely available. But I want to put them <laughs> on people's radar in case they make it to the Northwest and they can do something about it. So, uh, the first one is uh, Decadence Imperial Chocolate Stout. Uh, this is from American Brewing, uh, just north of Seattle. Mm. Um, this was one I had on cask at the at the festival um, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, the chocolate was just amazing. It was really smooth. Uh, so, you know, Imperial, you wouldn't even realized it. And it being on cask may have been something had had a fact played a factor into that. But even if it's not on cask, this has to be just an incredible beer. Um, so, I, if if you happen to be out here this is one i know is not not going to be widely distributed at all but uh if you happen to be in in the seattle area and see it uh definitely pick it up is is uh, it a seasonal only or is it something that they w- offer more than just at a certain time of year you know that i'm not sure uh it's it it's likely probably just a one or two times a year kind okay. of deal um just based on the the size and the probably the amount of work that goes into putting it together. Well, well yeah, and the name, um, it's Decadence, so it's got to be, you know, pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it was really, really incredible. Um, so next one I'm going to talk about, uh, I think this is at least decently uh, distributed, but it's probably snatched up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Around, and that's the Shoots Brewery's uh, Black Butte, uh, Anniversary. 24 was the one that I had. But, yeah, it's their, their anniversary beer. So they put this out every year. It's a an imperial version of their Black View Porter. Um, and it's a little different, I think, every year, the, mm-hmm. the recipe they do. Um, so so is 24 but, uh, the correct number, John? Because that's that was the, three years ago. Yeah, that's the one I drank this wow. year. Wow. <laughs> nice. So I have, I have a, these cellared a bit. So, uh-huh. Um, yeah, this is one. It's it's an expensive beer. I think mm-hmm. this one runs usually upwards of twenty bucks. Yeah, uh, yeah, if it's twenty dollars beer. If, but if you have the means and you can find it, I really recommend grabbing at least a couple mm-hmm. and drinking one, you know, right away, and sticking one in the back of the closet or the fridge, and and coming back to it a year down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just. 
I, I've never been disappointed um, from one of these, so uh, really recommend that. Yeah, I, I wait. So, I just want to say I agree because it's one of my favorite beers. I look forward to every year, and I do just as John says. I drink one fresh, and I at least save one for a year, and I drink it at a year. And in fact, you know, I think at crisp at uh, Thanksgiving time, I drink. You know, I usually drink the the year old. Uh, version of it so it's 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 decadence but i haven't had one i don't think i've had the opportunity to save one for three years though so that's a really that's a nice uh a a nice beer you you got to drink there yeah absolutely um so the next one i'll talk about uh is from cascade brewing that i mentioned earlier and this one took me completely by surprise uh you know i was there to drink sour beer like that was the whole point of going to Cascade, and uh, then we saw this beer on the on the menu. It's a Diesel Imperial Stout, and this thing uh, they hit it <laughs> with like every weapon in a brewery's arsenal. Like it is aged in bourbon barrels. It's got chocolate in it. It's mm. got like nuts in it. It's got all this stuff that is aged on, and you know. At, at first, you you get really excited. They're like, well, maybe they're doing too much. <laughs> but this thing comes together so beautifully. Uh, I, oh my gosh, I, I like I almost I didn't want to leave. Like we hit Cascade early to make sure we got there to make sure we could get a table and enjoy it. And like I, I was this close to saying we're staying and I'm just gonna drink this beer mm. for the rest of the night. Like that's how good it was. Um, but it's just really thick and velvety and, oh, it was absolutely wonderful. Um, so if, if you're, if you're making that Portland pilgrimage, uh, and stop by Cascade, if they've got this available, grab it. Uh, cause it's absolutely magnificent. Um, so the next one is, uh, also this one should be at least somewhat widely available, although it's going to be bought up really fast as well. Um, and that's the Avery Brewing uh, Rumpkin. Mm. Uh, and it's a big, boozy pumpkin beer that's aged, I believe, in rum barrels. Mm. Uh, and I think it's 18% alcohol. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this is one I, I had this year at the beer festival, the pumpkin beer festival. And it was one of those like special kegs that you know, suddenly just became available and you had to rush to get to it. Um, but, uh, it really good, uh, was worth jumping in the long line for. Um, so if, if you see a bottle of that next, you know, October, pick it up, it's going to be a little pricey, but it's a good one to share with friends. Um, I (laughs) wouldn't uh, recommend drinking the entire thing by yourself. Mm. Um, but you'll, I mean, you'll you'll still enjoy it, but you'll enjoy it a lot more if you uh, have a couple of buddies to, to <laughs> do it. Um, and the the last one is from uh, one of my favorite breweries out here, uh, Black Raven, and it's their Old Bird Brain uh, barley wine. And the version I had uh, was aged in rye whiskey barrels with walnuts. Oh wow! Uh, and it was really smooth. Um, this beer is one. Uh, gold uh more than once at the like great alaskan 
beer and barley wine competition, <laughs> um, which just pulls in a ton of beers every year. Uh, so uh, you know they're doing something right if they can win repeatedly uh, at something like that. Um, but uh, it, it's another one that you aren't going to find outside of Seattle. Um, and even in Seattle, it's really hard for me to find it because uh, it's not bottled. It's only on tap and very limited availability. Um, so if you happen to be out here, you know, come November, December time frame, I think that's when they usually release it, uh, seek it out. Um, but that was that and the diesel are kind of my uh, jockeying for my, my best beer that I had in 2014. So. Wow, nice. All right, John. Wow, that is – you had quite a – Quite a year in beer, for sure. And I need to go to Portland again, and I need to go to Cascade Barrel Brewing. And if they have that diesel imperial stout, I'm going to drink it up because that sounds delightful. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So, All right. Okay, well, hey, my highlights aren't quite as, uh, you know, exuberant as, as uh, John's because I didn't go to any festivals. But I do have a couple trips. And starting off at the beginning of 2014, right into January, beginning of February time frame, I made a trip with work out to Virginia, and I got to spend some time with my good buddy, Eric Glover. And while I was visiting there, we uh, together we hit the Blue and Gray Brewing uh, Brewery in Fredericksburg, VA, and we had a great time. And uh, anyone that has listened to the 40 cast in the past knows that Eric is not much of a beer fan. But you know what? We spent that day just drinking beer and enjoying it. And he, you know, he had a taste for it. And we had a great time. And not only that, but then I was also able to spend Super Bowl Sunday at his place drinking a growler full of some stout from that blue and gray brewery that he bought me as a gift. And uh, watching the Super Bowl, even though it was a kind of a crappy Super Bowl, uh, it still was made better by watching it on a 92-inch TV. That was pretty uh, incredible. I, I really did enjoy watching uh, his TV. It felt like I was in an IMAX theater uh, at his home. So that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. Just that number alone, just it's, it's hard to imagine. Just yeah. even what it what it would be in front of you. So. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. I, we had, and not only that, but I was there for three weeks and we, I think we got together four times during that, that three week period. So, and, and he was over an hour, about an hour away from where I was at. So it was a, a pretty decent trek for me to go back and forth and not to mention the bad weather. That was a time when they had all those snowstorms that was coming, that was covering the coast from Georgia, had that ice storm that closed down the entire state of Georgia for like three days or whatever it was. and um, So it was kind of bad weather. But you know what? We still got together four times and, and had a, a really good time. But also while I was on that trip, I found uh, my favorite brewery in Virginia, small little cooperative brewery called Bad Wolf Brewing in Manassas. And I spent a lot of time there. I spent time there because when I walked into that brewery, I felt like they treated me like I was like family. I walked in, uh, they asked my name, I told them, and every time after I walked in, they said, "Hey, Denny, how's it going?" 
And I just felt like they cared about me. I would sit there at the bar. I would chat with the different customers. And I spent a ton of time chatting with one of the brewers, Claire. Uh, she was a sweetheart. And we just uh, we, we just had a good time. And I got to drink a lot, a lot of good, quality, arti- artesian craft beer. I mean, literally, their they're brewing, their brewery was is basically a, a 50, uh, what, what is it, 50... Five, like a one barrel brewing system so they would brew 40 I think there was like one and a half barrel brewing so they were like 40 gallons uh, about 40 gallons or 50 gallons uh, a time so it was a really small capacity but man they made some great beers and I've told all my friends that have gone there to go check it out and they've all gone and and, uh, and they're expanding I found out that they're going to be moving at the beginning of the first quarter of next year, they're going to be moving to a bigger facility that's going to have more capacity, and they'll be able to, you know, brew their beer in bigger volume, which is going to be great because this brewery needs to get their beer out to more of Virginia because it's fantastic. So, because we're we're mostly on the West Coast, this is a shout out to the East Coast. To any of you guys that are in Virginia, D.C., Baltimore area, uh, go make a trip to Manassas, Virginia, and check out. Bad Wolf Brewing. That's my my uh, tip of the uh, the show. We've hit East Coast and Midwest. So yes, that's yes. Good. But I, I have some family out in that general area, so next time I'm out there, I'm gonna have to check this place out. Oh, so. you, oh, you have to. It is. It's fantastic. I. It's. I'm not kidding when I say it was my favorite spot of the of everything. Even. I mean, I enjoyed it way better than any of the bigger breweries I visited in the area. So. Um, I also got to make a trip to the Northern California, and I did a brewery crawl to visit my favorite brewery, Laguinias in Petaluma. Also, Russian River, which is up just a little bit north of of Petaluma in Santa Rosa, and also Heretic Brewing, which I I absolutely adore. Uh, all the beer they make, and that's right outside of Sacramento area in Fairfield. Um, of course, I also visited a ton of other breweries in the Sacramento area and also in the Fresno area. Uh, we, I think, all, when all was said and done, I think Sarah and I, in, in a in a seven day period, we visited ten breweries in in that seven days across the Northern California area, all the way from Santa Rosa down to Fresno, which is that's, I mean, we I think in that seven days we we drove two thousand miles, I think. In, in seven days just to visit breweries and, and get back home and to there and back home. So it was a great trip. I can't wait to go back and, and visit even more breweries there and also visit Lagunitas and Russian River again because I'll definitely go back again. Uh, while I was there, I was also able to vi- uh, visit some Internet buddies, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Lefty Brown and, and Show Enough 71, and we got to drink beers and have dinner and visit the brewery in Fresno called uh, Tioga Sequoia and also Pendragon, which Pendragon is a fantastic little small brewery that that is such an up-and-coming brewery in that location that they they can't keep their beer. They, they can't make enough beer to keep it stocked. That's how fast. I mean, people just come in there and they just drain the beer like crazy. It's a really good brewery. So I feel pretty pleased that I was able to, to visit uh, some really nice breweries in, in that area. And of course, I got to you know try some, some beers that are legendary in, that I'll talk about later in my 
uh, five cap beer reviews. And then, of course, my last trip of the year uh, was during the end of the summertime when I got to go to Seattle and visit my good buddy, old John, and his wife, Kristen, who are fantastic hosts. And we got to brew the Loose Cannon Belgian Strong, Belgian Dark Strong Ale, which uh, is still aging a little bit, right? Is it, has it, has it uh, got to perfection yet, John, the, the Loose Cannon? Uh, I have not tasted it in three or four weeks, so oh. I had to pop another one here soon. Okay, so. all right. Uh, that was a great experience. I really enjoyed brewing beer with John uh, on his awesome system. Uh, it was. I felt like I was a professional brewer. Uh, now, we had some hiccups here and there, but you know what? That made the brewing experience even better. So, Yeah, that's what makes it artisanal, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. If it all went like clockwork, it wouldn't be – it would be like a factory. We don't want to brew beer in a factory. Uh, while I was there, I got to visit my one of my favorite breweries, Elysian, which John has been talking up that that whole Great American Pumpkin Festival. Great, great – what is it? Great Pumpkin Beer Festival? Yeah, great pumpkin beer festival. Yeah, so next this coming year in 2015, I think I'm going to have to uh, take my wife to that because she loves pumpkin beers, and I think that well, we have to make a trip. We have to do it. We missed it this year, but we'll we'll hit it next year. And uh, I also got to visit a, another brewery that doesn't get distributed very far from home. M- maybe in the Washington area they get quite a bit, but uh, it's the Iron Horse Brewing and has uh, a great beer which now i just slipped my mind what that beer was you remember what the quilted something quilt quilted death quilted death is that what it is yeah i think so yeah yeah it's a uh i mean it's a pretty good could be a good pretty good beer and i i mean everything i had from them was pretty good and i got to enjoy that brewery too i i visited a ton of breweries this year i, I feel i feel blessed i think i hit at least 20 breweries in 2014 uh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. I feel pretty lucky, and that's in that's across uh, Oregon, uh, Washington, uh, Idaho, California, and, and Virginia. So that's pretty. That's a pretty good uh, brewery crawl. Um, and then, of course, you know, I, I just got to mention that John. Uh, you know, I can't say enough about him. He's amazing. He actually shared some very good beers with me. Uh, one of the ones I just want to mention that I really enjoyed. Well, I mentioned last episode that Ruben Brews, you know, I think it was last episode that that, that was, uh, you know, pretty good beer. But the one I, I really enjoyed that stood out to me was that Rondi Brew from Anchorage Brewing. It's a really awesome Saison uh, uh, Farmhouse L. That really good flavor. I really enjoyed that. And I'm glad that he saved that bottle for me to share with him. So thank you, John, for that experience. Absolutely. I mean, that's what beer's for. And that's right. Enjoying and enjoying with friends. That yeah. was a really good. One. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> hopefully, I can grab that again. Oh yeah, I'm. I've been looking for Anchorage beers in my area, and it's they're hard to find. So I don't know. I have to wait till I get back to Seattle to try to pick some up. <laughs> yeah, they, they're hard to find here too, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> so notable beers. I have a few. Um, I've been a little bit more liberal in 2014 on my five cap rating. Uh, I used to be real stingy, and I've realized that now uh, I pretty much rate my beers upon the style. So I don't do overall ratings. I do ratings based on the style of beer I'm drinking and how much I enjoyed that style of beer by that brewery. So 
Um, this year especially, I, I pretty much had a lot more five-cap ratings than I normally would. And John only had five. I have, uh, I don't know, ten. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go um, from the, the re- most recent to the furthest back in my list. And the, and the last one I have that I, uh, that I gave a five-cap rating to is called The Before and After, Triple Bach. And it's by Renkuski Brewery which is a brewery out of Yugoslavia. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've never had a beer out of Yugoslavia before, but you know what? These guys made an awesome beer. This beer was so smooth. It was 12% ABV, but you couldn't tell that it was over 5%. It was so smooth. It was a nice big 16.9 ounce bottle, I think it was. Uh, And I drank that whole thing, and it was... It was awesome, and I just want to do a shout out to them because um, they, you know, I never, I didn't even know that Yugoslavia made craft beer, and and they make some some damn good craft beer. Uh, the other beer that is no surprise every year I give this a five star because it's one that is just like the the one that that uh, uh, John just mentioned earlier on his notable beers the. The Black Butte Porter Anniversary Ale. Uh, this one is also a yearly release that is great. And it's the Abyss. And this year I drank the 2013 that I saved for a year. Uh, again, I drink a bottle fresh and I drink it after one year. And the beer tastes great fresh and it's even better after a year. It ages very well. Uh, I just love that beer. And John, if you have an opportunity to pick that up, you, sh- you need to pick up a bottle and uh, or two, uh, drink one fresh and age one for at least a year, uh, and you'll you won't be disappointed. Have you, have you had the abyss before? Uh, I, I feel like I had a taste a few years ago, uh, but every time I get the notice that a that a shipment's come in, by the time I'm able to get to the store, it's gone. So yeah, um, it's one I haven't been able to to get my hands on recently. Okay. Okay, that this yeah these these go quick. The Black Butte Porters go quick, and the Dissident, which only gets released like every four years. Have you got the uh, the Dissident? It's, it's a quad sour. It's a I think it's a quad sour. I think is what they call it. No, that one I'm not familiar with. Oh my gosh, they only I mean literally it's it's a they only release it when it's ready, and so it's supposed to be released this this uh, vintage, which was released in 2014. That like a, like two weeks ago it was released. It uh, it was supposed to be released two years ago. Oh wow! And it took two more years before they would release it to uh, to be uh, drank f- uh, fresh, which is actually not fresh because it's already a few years old. And it's even they say that, yeah, drink it now, but then age it for a year or two, and it's even better. And uh, the, I think the last distant I had was four years ago, and it's a it's a great sour beer, and I have one of those in my cellar right now that I'm I'm waiting to drink. So, uh, but that's not on my 2014 because I didn't try it this year. But uh, I just wanted to mention to John, hey, if you see Dissident, pick it up because it's a uh, it's hard to find. It goes very quick. Will do. All right. Uh, the, another one I mentioned a lot of this brewery, Knee Deep Brewing. Uh, came out of nowhere and surprised the hell out of me this year. They make some fantastic IPAs. Uh, I 
I picked one of the of the IPAs that I, I really enjoyed. I picked this one because it surprised me how good it was. It's called the Midnight Hoppiness, and it's an Imperial uh, Cascadian Dark Ale or Black IPA, Imperial Black IPA. Uh, fan, I mean, incredible beer that I, I just I can still remember just having such a, a great experience drinking that beer so that one had to make my list because it was uh it's one that if you can find it in your area pick it up uh you won't be disappointed if if you enjoy hoppy beers and you enjoy good uh, uh dark roasted flavors in your black ipas then you'll enjoy it another one that was from overseas is the golden drake by and i don't know how to say his brewery what is it Brewers Bruges van Steenberg. It's a Belgian dark strong ale, and this is this is a beer that uh, that I I drank several pints of this beer while it was on tap. I just loved it. Uh, it's I don't remember how I think it's like eleven percent or I think it's close to eleven or twelve percent ABV, and I just couldn't get enough of it. It's a fantastic Belgian dark strong ale, and this is what I was looking for when we were making the loose cannon that John and I were brewing is this is what I was hoping to mimic it after because it's just a, a really good, full-flavored Belgian dark strong ale. Yeah, I, I was going to say that this was the inspiration, but uh, I don't think we hit this mark, but we still got a decent beer out of it. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> hey, I, I won't judge. It'll be good. We made it, so it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> Another beer I just want to mention that it's uh, sure uh, probably a lot of the listeners have already had this, but I hadn't had the opportunity to have this beer until I made my California brewery trip, and that's Pliny the Elder, a double IPA from Russian River. Uh, it's got a lot of hype. A lot of people love this beer. It gives us high praises, and you know what? Um, it's as good as they say. I it's it's a fantastic double IPA. On tap is great. Uh, in the bottles and fresh is great too. But on tap, it's just something special because it just—I don't know—it just uh, it feels like you're you're drinking air almost. You know, IPA air. It just—it tastes really light and really, but really flavorful. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I wish that uh, that John, you could have been there with us while we were visiting, you know, tasting these beers and 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 got to. Have it fresh because I know you've had it in a bottle, right? Yeah, I've had a bottle. I've had it on draft uh, up here as well, but uh, they've sent Russian River since pulled out of Washington because mm. they can't keep beer on tap at the tap room. So I sacrificed so you could have that beer fresh uh, at Russian River. Okay. Um, but uh, if if you haven't had this beer, it's available in very limited markets. Um, I know it, I know they it comes to Philadelphia <laughs> uh, if you're out there. Um, but uh, if you have the opportunity, definitely try it. Any Imperial IPA that you come across now exists because Pond of the Elder was a, a success. Mm. I mean, this this beer defined the style. So uh, if you can get your hands on it, um, absolutely uh, yeah. grasp, grab that opportunity. Yeah, it's. So. I mean, I, I we 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 had it on tap. I fell in love with it. We bought a case of it to bring back and gave out to our friends. And I drank, I think four of them. And it's, again, you have to drink this within 30 days or so after it's, I mean, to get the full, 
the full experience, you don't want to let it age more than a month, I think. I mean, you probably could go six weeks and be okay, but the longer it goes, then you may start to degrade it a little bit. And I made sure we drank all the, the bottles within the, the time limit to make sure it was fresh. Uh, and it was good. Uh, another beer out of uh, from out of California from Stone Brewing is the it's a specialty beer they made uh, Sprocket beer, the Black Rye Kolsch. And this beer surprised me because I don't like Kolsch styles typically, but again, it's it's not a typical Kolsch. It's it's actually a black Kolsch, and it's got rye in it. I think it's the rye maybe that again. Yeah, all of that is not Kolsch at all. I, I imagine they use Kolsch yeast or something in it to to get that part of it in there. But yeah, the, the other parts of this are as far away from Kolsch as you can get. Okay, <laughs> I I know. So have you had? Did you have that beer, John? No, but I had to laugh when I heard the description of it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, because it doesn't sound like. Uh, I mean, so you think they use just a Kolsch yeast, and that's why they they labeled it Kolsch? I that that'd be my guess. Because once you throw the black or, or the rye, either uh, you're gonna be so far out of the the style. Out of the style, Kolsch, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Because Kolsches are always uh, pale, right? I mean, I've never seen a. This is the first one I've seen that was not pale, a pale Kolsch. Yeah, so. yeah. It doesn't exist. Okay, so. but but you know what? It's a five cap for me. That's how good it was. <laughs> hey, but you know what? You enjoying it? That's what matters. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's a guideline. It matters if you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Then then I see that John threw a beer in here for me that I. So th- this was one of my 2014 <laughs> highlights. Was listening to you try to pronounce this beer. So it, even in, it, the, it, I know you enjoyed you enjoyed it, uh, but it. Even though it wasn't a five cap, could you please give it one more time? Just attempting okay. to name this beer. I will. It is a stone brewing Stochasticity Project Quadro Tricolal. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's the quad. <laughs> and um, I did enjoy it. I think it was either a four or four and a half. I think it was a four uh, cap. Uh, on my on my uh, my untapped, I think it was four, but. It's a good beer. I mean, I've really enjoyed all these Stone Specialty beers that they released this year. Um, the one that probably my least enjoyable one is the one they just released uh, this last month was that Stone Smoked Porter, uh, the orange peel and chocolate one. Uh, I'm very disappointed. Yeah, it had it had no uh, orange and no chocolate in it. Have you had that one, John? No, I haven't. I haven't seen that beer. Yeah, don't waste your money on it. It's. A, I mean, it's a good. It's a smoked porter. But if you're expecting to have other flavors in it, there's none. You don't have. I mean, I, I tasted no chocolate and no orange peel, at all. There was no citrus, no chocolate. Uh, very disappointed in that beer. That's the one that I was disappointed in. Everything else was was really good. Yeah, they, these Stokasisti beers uh, have been. A really solid series. So if if you are getting that in your area, definitely try them. Yeah, so. yeah. The Master of Disguise, that uh, that blonde stout. Have you had that, John? I haven't had that one in particular, but I've had uh, similar concept beers. Yeah, it's really good, and it's amazing that it tastes just like a stout without the dark coloring. It's it's pretty remarkable. But I think it wasn't a five capper for me. I think it was a four. 
four and a half cap or so. So, yeah, I had a similar one to that at, at Cascade when I was there. Um, that was my first uh, experience with that type of beer. Okay. So. All right, and then this one is a gold medal winner from the Great American Beer Festival. Before it even won gold, uh, my wife's favorite beer from Ten Barrel, and I have to admit, it's pretty damn good, the Cucumber Crush. Uh, They call it a Berliner Weiss style, sour. Um, It's more, I I don't think it's a Berliner Weiss. I think it's more of of a great, just a, a, a sour beer. Uh, very light, refreshing. It's got great cucumber flavor and a nice sour finish. Not over the top tartness, just just perfect. And my gosh, it's. I wish that they would have had this on tap for John when he came to visit Tim Barrel because it's definitely a gold medal winner, and it it had to make my list of uh, best beers in 2014. Yeah, I was going to say this is one you had you had talked up, and yeah, before they won the medal, yeah, and we went and they didn't have it and I, yeah i was a little disappointed but you know i still had some great beer when yeah we were there oh yeah there's plenty of great beer plenty of great beer um and then john mentioned uh, grand rapids michigan having founders brewery i can't get founders here in my area but when i went to virginia i drank everything i could find of founders and several of those beers were uh were good high rated ones um in fact this imperial stout from founders is a is a five capper for sure it's probably one of my it's one of my favorite imperial russian or imperial stouts i wouldn't say it's a russian stout i think it's just called an imperial stout uh it is thick it's just like what john was describing it's thick heavy stout that feels like you're drinking a stout has great roasted malt character um just it's a great beer uh i Five caps for sure. The other five cap I gave from Founders that I didn't put on the list, but I'll just tell you is the Breakfast Stout. That Breakfast Stout is very good. I drank that one before I drank the Imperial. I gave it five caps because, wow, I thought that was a great stout. Then I drank the Imperial, and I was like, holy smokes, can I give a six cap for this? Because, you know, it's actually better than the the, the Breakfast Stout. But th- both those are great. Uh, Founders makes some good beer. I had... Uh, probably six or seven different ones when I was in Virginia and all of them were, were very tasty. So just want to shout, shout them out for all of the guys that can get founders in your, in your area. Go ahead and, and try their beers. Yeah. That, that breakfast stout's really good. And, and they have a barrel aged version of that. I think it's called Kentucky breakfast stout. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is even harder to find. Yeah. Uh, but so if you can get your hands on that, uh, snap it up. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. And then the last beers I'm going to mention again, these are from that fantastic small nano brewery, Bad Wolf Brewing in Manassas, Virginia. And the three that, that I gave high rankings to, um, English-ish IPA. And this is an English IPA that's kind of like an English IPA, but it's not really an English IPA. Uh, it, it's, I, don't, I can't explain it. It was fantastic. It had that English character IPA, but it had a finish that, that kind of finished more like a, you know, like a, like an American IPA, but it didn't have, it was kind of a mix between the two. It's like an English ish. It's kind of like an English IPA, but it's not really a full English IPA. Uh, it blew my mind. I, I really liked it cause I'm not a huge fan of English IPAs. I like the more American IPA, Northwest 
style. So that was that really surprised me. The other one was called Sirius, and it was a, a Belgian blonde. A fantastic Belgian beer. Really, really good flavor. Uh, I mean, just delightful. Really enjoyed it. And the last one that I really, really enjoyed was their India. It was called ISB, India Special Bitter. And I love bitter beers. And this one uh, didn't disappoint. It's I don't know what style to call it. It's not it's not necessarily an English bitter. It's but because it's got a little bit more hop character to it. But it's just a good overall bitter beer that just I drank a lot of that when I was at the brewery. Uh, really enjoyed that one. Uh, hopefully we didn't drag on too long with that. This is going to be a long show. We were going to make a quick show, but I guess we're going to drag this sucker out. But hey, what do you want to do, John? I have some news articles, but let's just mention one thing before we go. The listener beer tasting notes for episode 13. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do a Deschutes Brewing beer, or brewery beer, from Bend, Oregon. Uh, I think the shoots can be found in quite a few states. I know they're not everywhere, but hopefully a lot of our listeners can find them in their area. We're going to do the, the shoots Black Butte Porter for episode 13. So go out and uh, get at least one, if not a six-pack, of the Black Butte Porter, the regular Black Butte Porter. Don't go and buy the anniversary one. Just get the regular six-pack. And uh, Yeah, I was going to say, we've, we've talked about the anniversary a lot. No, this is just the normal one that yeah. is... Very affordable, <laughs> yeah, and and but very good. So yeah, for sure, for sure. It's uh, it's it's the first porter that I really enjoyed in craft beer. I mean, it's really. I think Black Butte Porter is the first porter. I mean, I had stouts, which is basically a porter, but it was the first like heavy porter that I had in in the in the early '90s that I really really enjoyed. And was my go-to craft beer porter of choice for, and still is. I'll still pick up a, a six-pack of that if I just want something to drink that's that's a dark beer. I, I mean, I just love it. So I look forward to talking about this beer on episode thirteen. I look forward to you guys grabbing it and listening along with John and I, and uh, you know, also hopefully learning to love this great porter. Okay, John, it's that time of the show where we have the opportunity to raise our glass and give a toast out to our special people. John, do you have anyone special you want to give a toast to? So I want to just thank uh, my my buddy Jamie and uh, my friend Dave who stopped by and dropped out this growler or partial growler for me to finish off uh, this winter beer that I've been uh, drinking during the episode here. I uh, really appreciate that and uh, told them about the podcast, so hopefully they're uh, tuning in and, and enjoying it. Um, and I, I also want to just thank the listeners. Uh, you know, I mentioned a couple of times, you know, I'm new to this whole podcast uh, world. Uh, Denny has a lot more experience with the 40 cast and everything else. And uh, the way you guys have just uh, embraced the show and uh, being engaged with questions and uh, joining us on Untapped and even outside of beer, uh, supporting my destiny habit <laughs> addiction. Uh, I've played with uh, a few of you, so um, it's just been great. And uh, thank you for closing out 2014 strong with us. And we look forward to to more awesome time in the future. So, 
Wow, that's... You know what, John? I cannot say it any better than you did. And I just want to ditto exactly what John said. I... I'm uh, I'm I I feel blessed that we do have such great listeners out there. I really appreciate all the feedback you guys give us and all the questions and all the interaction that we get. So hey, let's make 2015 even better than 2014. Just keep up the good the good work at supporting the show and just giving us questions so that we can, you know, fill our episode with the uh, stuff you guys want to hear. That's that's our goal is to make make this show good for you know make make it i don't know make it so that uh you guys are getting what you want out of it for sure all right i also want to just do a, a quick thank you to open forum radio network for supporting the show and providing the hosting space at openforumradio.com and also you know being a former serviceman i just want to raise my glass thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the u.s military services and protecting our freedoms I hope that all of those deployed are able to return home safely very soon. And if you would like to contact the show, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at tapthecraft or leave comments on the show post on openforumradio.com or Google+. Just search for tapthecraft. And you can follow me personally on Twitter, Instagram, untapped, at Loose Screw, L-U-C-E-S-C-R-E-W, and on Google Plus at Denny Loose. And John, how can the listeners follow you? So on Twitter at Prime Brewing, uh, untapped at Prime W-A. And before I mention the next thing, I, I've i been talking about the blog for <laughs> quite a while. I was doing well at the beginning when I joined the show of actually staying current, uh, fell off a bit and prepping for the new baby and uh, all this stuff. So, uh, but I, I'm, I'm back in it. And uh, if you head over there, you'll see uh, a post about a beer I made in 15 minutes. Yes. Which is awesome. And uh, maybe a couple others, including a peanut butter porter, Ooh. Uh, depending on how much time I have and if I can actually get the tasting done on that one. Uh, so if you head over to homebrewengineer.com, uh, that's where I blog about uh, my brewing exploits. Uh, so I, I'm really trying to come in to be regular to this. Uh, just a lot of life in the way with little kids. So um, just a little patience, please. <laughs> but uh, I'm really trying. So, uh, yeah, thanks for checking it out or ignoring me. Either way, it's good. <laughs> no, no, check it out. Don't ignore them. It's good. All right. Well, it's last call, and it's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank all of you for downloading and listening to the show, and we hope you were able to find something useful, and we welcome you to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And just a reminder, we release a new episode every two weeks. And that's it for this episode. And remember, friends don't let friends drink light yellow fizzy beer. Quality beer can be enjoyed by all. So spread the word and convert the beer ignorant. Hey, it's Shaver from Open Forum Radio here. want to go ahead and take a second to say thank you for checking out this episode of Tap the Craft. And I would like to encourage each of you to check out some of the other shows that we have here on the Open Forum Radio Podcast Network. Uh, we'll start it off with the original Open Forum Radio, 
The Forty Cast, Prove Your Point, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, My Peanut Gallery, The Married Gamers, Some Other Castle, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Just Press Start, Platform Junkies, and Jobbers on the Mic. Hey, be cool. Give a great review to all the shows you like on iTunes, Podbay, Stitcher, everywhere you can give reviews. Review every show five times, and you are officially a good listener. Also, go ahead and visit openforumradio.com, links to all the different shows. Uh, like the Open Forum Radio Facebook page, and uh, take a second, if you like playing games online and with people and are cool, to uh, go ahead and look at Zabari's Gamer Information Spreadsheet. Fully useful information that will do nothing but enhance your online gaming experience. All right, folks, take it easy. Have a good day.